Hello and welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unscripted, unfiltered, 100% us, fully clothed. Welcome, welcome everyone. I just want to say huge thank you to Brenda and Mel for covering for me while I was uh, traveling across the world. <laughs> Sounds so bougie. <laughs> Those jets um, on you know you know on my private jet just kidding I was in the economy class trying to sleep um so yeah this episode I think we will um do something extremely vulnerable and Kaylin will talk about herself and um you know I'm okay talking about myself with all of the fun things but not really the vulnerability stuff um unless I am super close to you then I'm an open book but um you know we we talk the talk and now I need to walk the walk. All right. Um before we start, when I uh said fully clothed with Brenda the episode, she was like, Yeah, yeah I got a little nervous about that. <laughs> so we had to make a disclaimer that clothes were not an option. Um, but then I realized I wanted people to live in their true self. So if they wanted to be naked on the podcast, how could I say no? So <laughs> nice I'm like well I'm outside so I I should probably wear clothes and I am and I I don't know if you guys can hear the birds probably not because of my mic but I'll be quiet for three seconds definitely not ah shit (laughs) it's beautiful here okay all right so Kaylin yes you're in New Zealand now it is Monday there correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um First and foremost, before you start, how do you feel today waking up in New Zealand Monday morning? Oh, I definitely um, slept in today. So I feel like I'm adjusting well to their time because um, my flatmates, they call them here, not roommates, because they're confused when you say roommates because they're like, so they live in your room with you. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's 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 weird. Flatmates. <laughs> um. Yeah, my flatmates were thinking that I was like an early morning person because I was up at like six in the morning every morning since I've been here. And I was like, oh, no, no, that's that's definitely not me. But yeah, today, um, today I feel good. Yeah, the sun is shining. Um, it is their winter here. So um, it's a little cool and damp, which I'm adjusting to. And um, yeah, the sun is shining. I got a awesome lunch date with my pal Summer today at this bagel place that's closing and it's actually very sad for her it's her favorite place so lots of really cute little cafes around here not very many chain um restaurants Mm -hmm. and that's just like where I'm staying I don't know um it's not like that's all of New Zealand but yeah it's a good place okay so um today was the first day I was alone though so Mm. instantly I was like okay Mel let's let's record a podcast <laughs> yeah I was like cleaning the house I'm vacuuming it's like my ear pods like call from hey Lynn <laughs> I was like what what yeah yeah it was uh yeah um I think that this transition has been really good because my soul is happy like it's so green here it's so lush it's so beautiful um we went to the vineyard uh, yesterday. So um, my friend's boyfriend has his family owns a vineyard, and oh, it's just so beautiful. And 
I will never drink a glass of wine without deep gratitude and appreciation. You know, you have no idea what goes into that. Growing grapes is an art. And I got to learn all about it and ask questions about it um, yesterday. And while I'm on this topic, I just really want to say that I journaled about this last night, actually. So when you're at a new place, um, everything is new. And I think that there was like this this fear in me that um, I would ask stupid questions. And then I just realized that, no, like get vulnerable, Kaylin. Like either you ask and know the answer or you don't and you remain without that knowledge. So I'm pretty sure I'm driving them insane. But I ask so many questions because I am willing to learn. I want to know the answers. And um, not once did they say like, oh, my God, Kaylin, that's so stupid, you know, because they understand I come from somewhere different and um, they appreciate my willingness to learn. I mean, I'm speaking for them. That's at least what I'm telling myself. <laughs> but I think that it does take that that a level of vulnerability and that level of courage to just really be like, OK, if this is perceived as a stupid question, that's OK. I still want to know the answer so that I can get smarter so I can gain this knowledge. So, um, I don't, yeah. So yesterday I ate some olives off of a tree and I looked at, um, my friend's boyfriend and I was like, okay, is this like a tourist thing? Like that you just get everyone to eat olives off this tree and try and trick them because they don't look very good. (laughs) And he's like, no, this is a legit olive tree. Like you can eat the olives. I put that sucker in my mouth and I was like, oh, no. Um, he's like, well, yeah, I've never really tried them. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So nobody on their vineyard has tried them. They just thought that I'd be so willing to try them. So I did. And I think it's like more of an ornamental olive. So yuck. Didn't like that. But I do have these little things. These are called fajoas. I think it's called. They look Fajoa. like cucumbers. Yeah, but they taste kind of like, um, we'll have to put this on the Grammio. So they come like this and then you cut them in half and then you eat them like a kiwi. Like you can just eat them with a spoon Mm -hmm. and um, they just, they had a plant out there and I found all of these on the ground. Like they're just dropped like that. Okay. I won't chew in your mouth. Um, In my mouth or my ear? (laughs) Your ear. (laughs) Sorry. I really hope you don't chew in my mouth ever. I love you, but no. Um, yeah, so they're super mushy and it just honestly pretty much dissolved and it's, it's extremely sweet. I love these. So yeah, they gave me a whole handful of those for the road. Um, anyways, let's, um, I feel like I'm rambling on. You no. gotta keep me on. I, uh, I really like though, cause it's so true about asking questions. Like I remember when we lived in Germany, I was so scared to speak the language mm-hmm. because I'm still brutal, but it's just fun. Cause how else do you learn? You yeah. literally do not learn if you don't do it. And sure. They laughed at me one time I asked for a Rattler and they thought I said water and, Oh, it was a good laugh amongst the crew. But yeah, it's that, I mean, and it's so cool when you ask questions, then you bring it home when you come home and you have things where you're like, Oh, remember when, or did you know mm-hmm. the, the random facts? Yeah. And if you're going to live there, might as well know. 
and yeah obviously in New Zealand they do speak English and like I can converse with a lot of people however their native tongue is called something I just forgot the name of but um it's like yeah it's it's um yeah thanks Mel google that um but when I entered the um onto the airport onto the airplane sorry they're like kia ora and I was like oh kia ora that's beautiful and that means hello so you will see like english and then that language i think it's like what what's it called maori yeah Yeah. that i'm butchering that but yeah yeah and they're they're called like maori mary mary i don't know something um and those are the native people to new zealand so Mm -hmm. um lots of rich culture here and um um you will see that language um first and then or even english first and then that underneath um so it's really cool um <clears throat> yeah kiora kiora yeah kiora means hello and uh they just say lots of different things um like instead of house they say flat because their houses are actually pretty long and um flat they it's very rare to build up or under a house it just takes up a lot of land and the reasoning behind that is because if you dig too deep you're just gonna be flooded and then if you build too high they have earthquakes here so not a good not a good thing mm-hmm. but in Auckland is a really big city and so then you will see taller buildings there and stuff like that but here I think there's like 30,000 people that live here and um, it doesn't feel like that though it feels very nice and cozy Anyways, let's talk about the emotional part of. I was gonna say, I say, you're you're giving us a lot of facts, Kaylin. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. I stripping. Let's start stripping. (laughs) Okay, first layer to be stripped. Yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna dig right in. Oh God, I'm still emotional. (laughs) So, uh, was it the day the day before you were leaving? I just felt called. Like I had this feeling and I was like, just message her. You've got this. Like, it'll all be okay. I love like just that simple message. You messaged me back. Tell me how you were feeling that day. I can assume by how the tone and the whole message that you sent me went, oh. but how, how did you feel the day before? Okay. So let's just back this up. I'll tell you the whole story mm-hmm. in a nutshell. So, um, you guys know that I'm on this very spiritual journey of just like trusting this something greater than me and, and intuitively trusting um, my gut instincts and just going where I need to go. So this year I found out that my birthday was on Mother's Day, which is super cool in itself because I was actually born on Mother's Day. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, I'm just so selfish and I kind of like the day to myself. And I also do love traveling for my birthday. So um, my me and one of my best friends had a whole two week trip plan to the Grand Canyon, everything like that. And then one day it was just like, well, maybe I'm supposed to go see my friend Summer in New Zealand. And so then I went or I talked to her and she was like, maybe you should just apply for your work holiday visa. I was like, wow, yeah, what could it hurt? Applied on a Friday, got approved on a Tuesday. That doesn't happen. Immigration does not work that fast. So I'm like, shit, okay. And then I met with this one of my other um, really good friends in my life. And she was just like, because I'm, I planned, I'm like, I'm just going to go for two weeks. And then I planned for a month. And then she was like, you're going to be there 
until at least August. And I was like, no, that can't happen. Like, I need to make it back. You know, I need to help at work, blah, 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 blah. And then I just got curious, like, what if? What if it could happen? What if I am meant to do this? And then, yeah, I got approved for the work holiday visa. I'm like, well, shit, like, that's a year. I can come and go as I please. I don't necessarily have to have a job. Well, my bank account says I do. Um, But there's lots of, like, flexible rules around it. And um, since, like, I am a Canadian, there's lots of different places you can go on a work holiday visa. So look into it if you're interested. So it all just honestly fell into place. And then every excuse that I tried to find or every part of my fear, I just got curious with it. Like, what if, what if this problem could be solved? Like my cat, you know, I was like, I can't go. I can't, like, there's no suitable um, houses for Dave. And then that all fell into place too. And literally everything fell into place. Um. Before I left to New Zealand, I was in Toronto for 15 days. Then I was at a concert with Mel. And then I went to a conference for two days. And it was just insane in my life. Like, I was trying to pack up a whole house, pack for, like, essentially maybe a year travel. I didn't know how to do any of these things. Um, then plus also, like, the like the shitty things behind it like putting my phone on pause and my car insurance and all of the things you don't think you have that many responsibilities until you realize how many things how many moving parts happen in your life but again it all happened with ease it just felt like a lot so I was really good for a long time and then my house became empty like the day before I left (laughs) and Mel sent me that message and it was just like you know, when you just get into the motions of doing. So I think we all do this a lot in life. We, we make ourselves so busy so we can't feel. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. And I think it was very essential for my journey at that time. I can think of another time that I kept myself so busy in the past and it just brought me to becoming absolutely numb and checked out. So um, if I didn't keep myself busy, I knew I wouldn't go. I knew that fear would creep in. Um, so it was this beautiful dance of like, okay, you you know that it's important to feel the feels, but you also know that if you get wrapped up in these feels, you're not going to go. So um, I did keep myself so busy so that um, I didn't feel all of the feels all at once because I had that gut instinct to trust this scary freaking process, but not give in to the fear. I don't know if any of that makes sense. But then when Mel sent me that um, message, it was after I had had my birthdays and we had beautiful celebrations and just all of my favorite people came together and it was just amazing. And I was feeling this deep like gratitude, but also this like (laughs) pull because these are my people and I just don't understand. At that point, I just didn't understand why the universe wanted to turn my entire life upside down when I had it so good. Like, you know, I love this podcast. I love leading the movement. I love coaching. I love working at the Learning Center. And I've worked so hard to build this beautiful community that supports me wholeheartedly. And I've worked through so much healing with my family. I have 
very authentic relationships with my friends. Like it's everything that I preach. I was finally living and now I'm in freaking New Zealand. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I just have a few years of comfort. Um, so it was, it was so hard the last week that I was in Canada because, um, it's just tough. You don't want to be around, you don't want to not be there for the people that you love. But I did go for a subconscious imprinting session and that's where she really cleared a lot of things, a lot of fear and, um, said to me, you know what, Kaylin, all of the things that you were saying is coming to the point of like, this trip is about choosing you and you've never done that in your life. Um, it makes me very happy to see people happy. And that's what I love doing. I love helping people rise. I love, um, just being there for people. Um, but I think it's cost a lot of my, myself. And so this, this trip is about choosing me. And that was the clarity that I needed. Um, you know, I'm going across the world because I can, because, um, I get to choose me and that's not selfish. And I understand that a lot of people are sad that I left. I'm sad that I left, but, um, I think it needs to happen for this this season of growth. And whether I'm here for a month, a year, I don't know. I don't know anything. So yeah, when Mel sent me that message, I was just, I kind of fell apart, um, which is to be expected, you know, like I'm changing my entire life. And then saying goodbye to my grandparents was the hardest. Um, I avoided them for a long time because I just knew that that would crush me, you know, because anyone at any age I just don't think that we realize that when we hug someone it very well could be the last time but when people get a bit older it really hits home and their health isn't the greatest and I just don't know if I'm gonna have regrets so I didn't really want to come on this podcast to cry (laughs) um but it is, it's not easy. You know, I'm so grateful that I got this opportunity to jump on a plane and move across the world, but it wasn't sunshine rainbows to get here. It's hard. Um, I know I'm going to be extremely homesick in a little bit right now. It just still feels very surreal. Um, I don't, I feel like I'm on a holiday with one of my best friends and it's cool, but um, she's going to be leaving here in the middle of June. And I think that that's when it's really going to hit me when I'm not going to have, um, a little piece of home with me. But by then I hope that I'm in a routine and have figured it out. So that hopefully answered your question in a very long about way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that's with any like life change, right? You're always, there's going to be the new and the exciting And then you're going to hit that fall and wonder what the heck you're doing. Why am I doing this? I'm so crazy or whatever. And then you'll, you're ebbing and flowing like every life thing. Right. And it's just, and it's weird for, um, someone like 
yourself who you really do flourish and thrive in that community and in that connection with others and seeing other people rise and find themselves. And now that's your, it's all in you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you'll, you'll ebb and flow. I've been there. You can ask Ryan. Gosh, there were times. And I had Ryan in Germany where I'd sit and I'd cry. I just miss my friends, my family. Yeah. But you'll, you'll be a more rounded person at the end of it all. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And the other part that hit me super hard is all of the amazing kids in my life. Like, Mm. Pretty much all of my friends have have kids and it's just like they just mean so much to me and like my little sisters too. Like, goddamn, that goodbye was hard. Um, but kids change so fast. And that's you know, that's hard. But essentially when you think about it, if I'm here for a year, then a year goes by fast too. And um I'm going to have really hard days and I'm going to have really awesome days. And I just relate it back to that. <laughs> that um, uh, one part entangled when she like gets out of the tower finally and she like starts whipping around that tree. She's like, this is the best day ever. And she's like living her best life. And then she's like, I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> and it's all within like a few minutes. Yeah. Um, that is how I feel. <laughs> I finally got out of my hometown. I feel so free and so liberated and so excited for what's to come. And then in the next minute, I'm like, oh, I just want to go home. Um, My sister, this is just so she posted a reel. They went to Callaway Park and my little nephew, Parker, this is where you are. He got on a ride with Kristen, so elated, so excited, and they're, they're whipping around, and all you can hear Parker saying, oh, I think this is a bad idea, and then he's kind of giggling, oh, I think this is a bad idea, <laughs> but he got off that ride probably just so stoked with life, and and you know what's so cool is you doing this, when you come back, I'm saying when, because you will be coming back. <laughs> When you come back, you will be able to shed more light and help more people because of this experience, because of this growth. You will know what it's like to step into something solo, Mm -hmm. right? It's not that you don't have your community backing you because we all are, but we're doing it from a distance and you'll be able to really speak about that. Mm -hmm. and I also speak a lot about like know your core values like what Mm -hmm. makes like who are you to your core and what is important to you and community has always been extremely important to me and um I felt like I was leaving my community but um this like honestly the only word I have is this duality of emotions because like I never knew that you could feel everything at once you know like like that feeling like this is a Mm -hmm. bad and this is also awesome, but this is like, yeah. Um, so that last week that I was home and then some was like, I got to see firsthand the impact I've made on people without even knowing it. 
with just me showing up in my community, ready to serve in any way that I can. Yeah, so I just, the duality of emotions, feeling it all at once. Um, but I got to see firsthand um, what I have done in my community by just showing up and and the impact I've made um, without even knowing it. So I think I needed to remove myself to see that. And it's a very humbling experience. It's very, um, it's crazy to see because I don't think many of us know that or see that. And then we die and people show up to our funeral that we would have never expected, but we're dead. We don't get to see that. So um, I think that my biggest learning from this is knowing that I have made a difference even when I feel like I haven't. And I think that's literally every single one of us on this planet. We all create this beautiful ripple effect, not even by doing anything significant, by just showing up, by just existing, um, you know, by saying something at the exact right time, but it could feel so simple to you, but be life-changing to another person. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's really cool that I got to see that, that I got to experience that, that I, you know, and not letting my, you know, and knowing that this isn't coming from an egotistic place, like I truly am humbled. And even on my darkest days, when I thought that I was like not making a difference or affecting anyone, now I got to see it all unfold. Like the most randomest people. And I was like, were reaching out to me and thanking me. And I was like, huh, interesting. It kind of did feel like I was dying though. Like <laughs> I was just pawning all my stuff on my people. And I'm wearing like, your necklace right now in memory of Kay joking. <laughs> like it, it was a very much like, okay, guys, like, thank you for your kind words, but I'm still alive. <laughs> But yeah. that's that's my point is we need to do this while people are still alive. If there's someone that's made a difference in your life, tell them because guaranteed they have their very, very hard days and they just think that they are failing. And so when you say these nice things that pop into your head as random as they are, I have songs that pop up and remind me of people. And I always send them to those people, even if I haven't talked to them in like friggin 17 years, I send it to them. I was I just say I was called to send this to you, take it or leave it. And guess what? 98% of the time they're like, holy shit, I needed that song. And that's that's something that's just working through me. That's something bigger than me. And I just trust that. <sighs> so and one last tangent on that is uh on my very last airplane ride to Blenheim, New Zealand, I sat beside this guy and he was like this older gentleman and it was an hour and a half flight and there wasn't a moment of silence between us he made such a significant impact on my life in that short amount of time and we talked about the deepest things we talked about beliefs we talked about death we talked about everything um people addictions ever like we talked about it all and this is a complete stranger and he will never know the impact that he made on my life. And I feel like, yeah, he was, he was so insightful and he gave me so much peace around death. And I think I needed to hear that because, um, he told me about these four people that he knew that had, um, 
near life death experiences and like what happened and what they saw. And every story was just pure bliss and peace. And um, that gives me hope that like, you know, there is something so much bigger than us and we don't, yeah, it was just so cool. He was definitely there for a reason and Mm -hmm. he will never know the impact he made on me, just a complete stranger in a short amount of time. So go and be fully you and show up in any way you feel called to. Mike, drop. Well, I'm not going to drop it. It will yeah, hurt Please don't drop your mic. But, um, it's, yeah, it's so true. Like you don't know, even the simple walking by someone and smiling at them. Yeah. The impact that that can make. Um, so yeah, I say love with your whole heart, lead with your whole heart. If you want to hug someone, I mean, you can ask them, you okay if I hug you, give them a hug and give them a hug. Sometimes I'm an aggressive hugger, but it's just cause I'm like, Oh, I just want to give you a real big hug. Um, and don't forget to tell people, thank you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the challenge for the next week to our listeners, like write a letter to someone, send it off, text them. Just even if it was like, hey, you remember that one time we went for coffee and you bought me the coffee and I really needed it that day. Thank you. Yeah. And why? Like it's it's this level of vulnerability. It's this fear that we might be seen. But honestly, like that p- positive impact that they made in your life, guaranteed they don't know about it. So tell them, let them know and just watch the ripple effect. Like it's so crazy how you can change the trajectory of someone's day life experience like we have so much power and we never use it <gasps> say hi. hi how are you avery good what's mm-hmm. happening now that's okay you don't have to talk okay <laughs> good did she go to a birthday party today yeah. Oh my gosh. Where what happened at this birthday party? Uh um we went to a cool place. It's like a play place. <gasps> no way. Did they have tunnels? Not really. There's only one tunnel. Okay, slides? Yes, and then there's and then there's this round thing with lights in it. And Ooh. um it's because it's dark and you get to go in it like a tunnel. And then there's lots of games in it. And there's also stairs to get up on it. Was that your favorite thing? Yeah. Nice. And I got to go and I got to go at the tippy top. Whoa, I bet that took a lot of courage. Were you a little scared at first? Uh, no. Oh my gosh, you're so brave. You didn't have to find your brave? No. Where do you keep your brave? Um, inside you. <laughs> You're cute. And, and I also climbed up something where I can never climb up. Whoa, good and job. Mom, and mommy watched me. Cool. I practiced in. Nice, good job. Very hard. Do you have anything to say to the listeners? Um, no, nothing. 
find your brave find your brave spread some love find your brave spread some love leap into those fears even if you do not understand them brenda and i were actually talking last podcast um about when you really become in tuned with your being your body your mind and your soul sometimes you make a move and within your being, it feels right, even though you don't know the answer or have the answer for it. And that doesn't mean you're not scared or worried or anxious, but you know your being. And when you have that feeling, you know it's the right move. Like you said, with New Zealand, you like, why, why now? But it obviously felt right in your being or you would not have done it. Yeah. At the, at the Yes, Avery. At the birthday party, they gave us game cards where we can go play games with. Whoa, cool. Um, I, I really love that, Mel, and that's exactly it. Like, um, it feels right in my being, but I landed and I was like, okay, Summer, that's my friend. What do I do now? Like, I'm unemployed. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know, like, what what do I do? And she's like, you know, you've been going hard for so long. Maybe you just simply exist for a little bit. And I was like, oh, um, that feels uncomfortable. And I just feel like I need to know the next step. But I also have to trust that it will come to me. And I honestly think um, this will be to be continued. But um. I think that guy on the plane gave me my next clue and I need to go explore it because, you know, a lot of my friends are like, maybe you should just stop like philosophifying. I don't even know if that's a word, like looking so deep into everything and um, just let it be. And I just can't sometimes, you know, and whether that guy was just there for pure coincidence or whether he gave me a clue to my next step, I don't know, but I got to go find out. <laughs> And that's what you're going to do. Yeah. But. Yes, it is. So anyways, Mel's got to get to a dinner date and I actually have to go for lunch. So. Look at that. So I'm weird. so glad that you messaged me. I'm glad that we had a little special popping guest talking about her birthday party. And you know what? Let's take um, a lesson from little kids. Live in the moment. Mm-hmm. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about what could have happened last yesterday. Literally live in the moment right Avery Uh uh-huh and try things that scare you find your brave and climb up to the top good oh I didn't hear that oh do it again no it cuts it out she's being a superhero oh nice super Avery (laughs) um well friend I'm glad that we popped up Let's just uh, let's get Avery to ask us a question. So oh, we can yes. Q&A live Q&A Nate. with Mel and Kay. Can you please ask mommy and Auntie Kaylin a question for us to answer? Any question? Oh, can you sit up, though? I can't hear you. Um, here. I don't know. What's your favorite candy? Oh, OK, well. Um, it has changed since I got to this promised land of New Zealand. <laughs> um, they have amazing chocolate here. Um, and it's called a nut bar. And it's just like a little piece of chocolate with um, amazing chocolate and peanuts. 
and I think that that's my new favorite candy. What's your favorite candy, Mommy? Ooh. My favorite candy. Ooh, I love fuzzy peaches. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love fuzzy peaches. Okay. What's, What's your, favorite your favorite candy? My favorite candy is Kit Kats. Ooh, and who else? Who else loves Kit Kats? Oma. Oma. Ryan's mom loved Kit Kats. Oh, yummy. It does not feel good. No. That's okay. Okay. But, Amber, thank you for that question. Thank you for jumping on our podcast, you cutie patootie you. And Kaylin, I'm excited to do a few more of these episodes as your journey in New Zealand continues. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I surrendered to it. I need to trust the process and we'll see where it takes me. So far, it's got me consuming a lot of wine and I ain't complaining. (laughs) We'll have to do one from a vineyard. Oh my gosh. Yes. They're so beautiful. Mm. All right. Well. I have superhero Avery in the back, ready to go here. Okay. Well, thank you for jumping on and recording a podcast with me. And um, thank you, everyone, for stripping with us. And stay weird. As Avery says, da-na-na-na. <laughs>